name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Please welcome to Alexanne Stone. Welcome, Alexanne. Thank you so much, Les. I am so happy to be here. It's exciting for me. And I am the, the thing that's exciting is I'm passionate about sharing what I believe every leader should know. And that's about the unseen language of leadership or body language. We will talk tonight about some of the myths. And my goal is that you get the magic of why knowing about body language at a deeper level is so important in every form of communication. Whether it's personal or professional, it doesn't matter. And if you've never heard about NLP or neurolinguistic programming, it is simply put, it is the study of the process of how you arrive at a thought or a decision, not the thought or decision itself. So an example would be, wow, I just really love that car, I wanna buy that car. I'm buying that car, end of story. There's a process that goes on inside, internally, through lots of different ways. The way you talk to yourself, the way you think, the way you hold your body, the way your eyes move, all of that process helps you make a decision. And you learned how to make these thoughts or decisions in early childhood. And really, we have no business making decisions in early childhood. Sometimes that does not work because those decisions that we've made, especially the negative ones, can sometimes drive our life through the rest of our lives. So NLP helps you rewire those decisions, choices that you made at the early level and carry the rewire or the new neurological pathways, the new decisions that you make for yourself at the deepest unconscious level helps you carry those decisions all the way out into the future, transforming your life and enabling you to actually maximize on your success. Um, so it's, let's talk about communication. Next slide, Les. That's me. Help me go through. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Here's where we start. In the 1960s, there was a gentleman, a doctor by the name of Albert Moravian, who studied three component pieces of communication to determine what he called liking whether we like a person right out of off the bat or whether we have some reservations about what we like. And he studied these three, the way words, the tone of voice, 
and the uh, body language that we use when we communicate. Here's the thing, you will hear as if these are cut in stone, that this is the way communication happens in these percentages. This is not true. It, give or take the numbers, just so you know, it's not carved in stone. Well, what is really important to take away from this is that as much of, as 93% of your communication, whatever you're communicating is received at the nonverbal level. That means that all those words we carefully craft are not quite as important as their delivery. And if you think about how many texts, emails, social media comments you read in one tone of voice, and when you find out the writer meant something completely different, you'll get how important it is to be aware of the nonverbal piece of communication. And listening to that inner voice, reading, receiving, or repeating what you've heard, you've developed or we've developed that inner voice since our early childhood based on our early perceptions, our early experiences, and what we made those early perceptions and experiences mean in our model of the world. Next slide. All right, why do I care? The first thing I care about is connection. So listening to others by using several of your senses increases the amount of appeal or charisma, whatever you're exuding, it opens the doorway. So when you listen to people, you might not want to not only listen to their words, but also the cadence of their speech and their intonation. Looking at their body language, you can glean even more information about their true feelings. Being able to read others in this way contributes to their perception that you're available to them. That's what we're about. We're about building relationships. It's finally sunk in that that's what's really important. And when you have the tools, the skills that enabled you to uh, lead the conversation, you open the doorway for that person to be comfortable knowing that they're being heard and they'll walk in and op open up wide and you'll build a much longer lasting relationship with them. Next slide, please. Okay, the, another why do I care is congruency. As you can see, she does not quite look super happy to be here. When you're delivering your message, you're listening for a, to another person. Or when you're delivering your message, you're, you're watching how they listen to you and you want to listen to how you're delivering the message. You wanna make sure you're congruent in your body language. When you're watching someone else, look for the indications that there's an in, unmatched message or an incongruent message going on through their tone and their body language, especially in the face. There are so many micro expressions that take place on our face in the split, the smallest split second. And when you're trained to see those micro expressions, you 
you can respond to them. Many, many times we typically will see something, we'll get a gut feeling about it, we'll, but we ignore it. We just ride right over it and keep on going. When you understand this, you get to move a lot deeper. One of the things that we talk about especially is the words, I love you. And this is an, another tricky thing that you want to watch when you're communicating in body language. Remember I said you'll skip over something? So watch my congruency in this. I love you. I love you. What it looks like out of my mouth is I'm saying the words I love you, and by shaking my head this way, I'm saying, no, I don't. That's the myth part. This is the part where we automatically receive a message but never check it out. What you want to do is check with your person, check with whoever you're talking to. Say, um, you were saying this, but I saw this. What's, what's going on in your head? Many, many times there's deeper inner conversation going on. This could easily be, I don't love you. And it could easily be, I love you so much I can hardly believe it. You really want to take the time to check out what's going on in someone's head at the same time that they're communicating out loud. So you're not mind reading and you're not guessing. Next slide, please. Another why do I care? When you know this, it helps to close your business or close a sale. Charisma is only useful if we're conscientious about the people in the environments around us. We can rely solely on our personality, but that's really risky. We're most of the time apt to put our own needs before the needs of others. If we train ourselves to be more attentive to the external signals that other people are giving to us, we can then use the appealing parts of our personality to better persuade and influence them. There's a lot of conversation about the word manipulate. And we're not talking about manipulating. There are people who do manipulate during a conversation. However, we're looking at influencing. Open the doorway so you step into another person's world and that person steps into yours. And through that joint communication, you establish a long-term relationship. Charm, after all, is about understanding the true nature of your appeal and learning how to use it in a positive way. Others will be willing to listen. They'll be willing to accept your ideas. And I was just thinking back in the old days when we were talking about Silicon Valley, we were taught the way to build rapport was to walk into someone's office, look around really quickly, find something that you had in common, and then talk about it with them. And I remember one time before I knew NLP, walking into a gentleman's office and he had football all over his walls, sports all over his walls, sailboating, and he had, um, I forgot what the third one was, but none of which interested me at all. And I remember being so nervous because I couldn't think of anything to talk about. Definitely creating rapport through something that we have in common is important. However, there is a way to use your body. There's a way to communicate that nonverbal body language that opens the doorway almost instantly to a long-term relationship. And once I learned that, it made it so much easier to go into someone's office. And remember, I told you I'm not a sports person. I did 
kind of rapport my way into the 49ers. And I was their uh, computer salesperson for three whole years. And just because I understood the communication of body language and the ability to be with them, even though football wasn't my favorite sport. Okay, next slide. How many of you have ever heard about your arms are folded, that means you're closed? That is another myth, and one of the things I love to do is bust these myths. So the myth is that this means closed, when in reality, some people are comfortable like this, and yeah, some people are just kind of a little uncomfortable, so they'll do this to protect the solar plexus or the part that they believe is really important inside of them. So they'll cross their arms a little bit, or sometimes they're just cold, but this is me listening to you with my arms crossed, and I'm still wide open listening to what you have to say. The subtle difference between open and closed looks something like this. You can see that difference. Next slide. Yay, another common myth is if you've ever heard the myth about uh, someone looking up to the right means they're lying. When you learn NLP, you learn that the way a person moves their eyes indicates whether they're accessing pictures, sounds, or feelings. And even to the degree that if they move their eyes in one direction to the left, for example, the majority of the population, if they're looking up to the left, indicates that they're looking at a picture from the past. And if they're looking up to the right, it indicates that they're constructing a picture for the future. When someone's looking up to the right, it, again, you want to check. It doesn't mean that someone's lying. What it can mean is, huh, I thought about something. I found it from the past. Ah, let me think about how I'm going to tell you. And then they, then they speak it out, out loud. Once again, checking with someone what's going on in your head instead of just glossing over and not really knowing what someone might be thinking. Next slide, please. Okay. I am going to ask you to participate at home in these body postures that I'm about to show you. Some are powerful and some are less than powerful. These body poses came from a study that a woman who started at MIT and ended up at Harvard by the name of Amy Cuddy did. And this is part of NLP, part of the study of body language as well. I loved the way she presented it. So Amy Cuddy has a TED Talk. Definitely check her out. And these body poses, I want you at home, I can't see you. I just want you to put yourself in a body pose so that you can experience what this actually feels like. All right, so next slide, Les. These are called high power poses. And <clears throat> so what I would love for you to do right now is just adopt one of those high power poses while I talk about this and hold the pose for a little while. Notice, are your shoulders squared back? Where are you? This is the arms up here, very confident, high power pose. Pick one of those. The one where you're standing up with your hands on your hip is a superwoman pose. Just take one of those poses on and hold it for a moment. What happens inside your head? 
What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What does it, what are you hearing? Those poses are instill automatic confidence into us. So if you are feeling a little unconfident, adopting one of these power poses will give you the physiology of confidence and will deliver the message of confidence to whoever's on the other end. What I also want you to notice is, is this a stance that you take with other people? Are these poses you take with other people? And as I show you the next slide with poses, I'm gonna ask you which ones you take with who. So these are often the poses of leaders, poses of the bosses, poses of the people who are in charge. Next slide, please. These are the low power poses. Now what I'd like for you to do is shift your body into one of these. And notice what happens to your physiology. Notice what happens to your thoughts. Notice what happens to the way you feel. And if we were in person, you would be speaking with a partner back and forth from these power poses. Notice what happens to the way you want to say whatever it is that you want to say. Can you imagine standing like this, delivering a message like, um, I'm a body language expert, and I really want to share this with you. So I'm hoping you get the message. Even the words I'm choosing, I'm hoping you get the message. It shifts your entire physiology. The understanding that when you shift your body language, that you can actually shift the response that someone receives on the other end is incredible. Would you back it up less to the uh, high power poses again? Now I've got him confused. He's like, how do I go backwards? I just know it. Which, what, which one do you do with whom? Is it a high power pose? Is it a low power pose? How do you interact with other people? That's what you want to do. The first thing you want to do is find your own body language first. How do you deliver the message? How are you carrying yourself? And what's happening to your physiology and the talk that's going on in your mind? Because when that high power pose is in place, that confident verbiage comes out of your mouth, you come across with more energy and people receive your message as powerful with much more confidence and strength. When you go to low power, switch the slides please, Les. When you go to low power, the exact opposite happens. You shrink up, shrivel up, and whatever message you're attempting to deliver does not come across in a congruent, credible way.